0: what's going on everyone happy wednesday thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the mindset podcast today gabe and i discuss the difference between a poor mindset and a rich mindset we talk about ways that you can make money in your sleep and we give practical tips on how you can better use your money and see money as a tool so stay tuned and let us know what you think take care on everyone welcome to another episode of the mindset podcast today we will be talking about money we will be talking about how you can be financially lit we're gonna throw that money game we gotta throw that money brother Whoa. so this is a very important topic uh that i feel that is very relevant to our young people our viewers to all of you it's something that our school system has failed over and over again they don't teach us how to handle money so we're going to ahead and give us our personal tips on how you should handle your money Um, Of course, we are not not experts in this field. We can only talk about the experience that we've had. So we're going to go ahead and share some tips, practical tips, and some apps and whatnot that we use to work and save our money. So with that being said, why don't you go ahead, Gabe, and get started and give us the tip
1: of the day, number one tip. Absolutely. And like Anthony said, this is something that we've been meaning to talk about for so long. This is something that we can all learn from. Me and Anthony have both learned so much over the past years and we still have so much more to learn. And unfortunately, the school system has failed us, like Anthony said. Um, I mean, a lot of people get out of college, they graduate college without even knowing how to write a check. You know, it's really unfortunate. Um, But yeah, let's get right into this. I think tip number one for people, millennials, 20 year olds, you know, young teenagers to really get started is investing in yourself. Um, I think, like we said, unfortunately, the school systems, whatever, wherever you get your education from, you might not be getting the, the right financial education that you need. So you yourself is going to have to do the due diligence and go on Google. Google's your best friend. You know, it's free, absolutely free. You can really find anything on Google. You can type in how to do your taxes. How, like, what is taxes? You know, what's minimum wage, anything you want to know about money you can find on Google. I feel like the number one thing, especially starting off as younger generations we have so much more time and me and Anthony we talk a lot about this um on the podcast and you know being so young and most of our demographics uh you know listening here we're really young you know you know 15 20 25 you know age age range we have so much more time to look forward to even though we want everything now 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 it's important to really invest in yourself now and then have a long-term goal you know having a financial goal that really you know, last into your 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. Cause a lot of people, we don't think about, you know, we don't think that far ahead, you know? So it's important to start now investing in yourself and creating that knowledge in order to you, for you to get to where you want to be.
0: Absolutely. You know, a lot of us, we have the mindset of short-term. We want, <clears throat> excuse me, we want to spend everything now, all the money that we have worked for. We want to buy a new car, buy, you know, material things that in a couple of years we might not even use. Right? So if you think about it, 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 it's quite silly for lack of a better word to, to think about money that way. Okay. The way we think about money, I can speak for both of us is we see money as a tool. Money's a tool. Money gets us places. It it puts us in the, in the rooms with the right people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So money's a tool. Money is not something just to waste and to go on lavish spendings and, and fancy dinners every night. That's not how to spend money. Okay. So my number one tip and a practical tip, uh, of course, the first tip was uh, self-control, right? Learning how to, how to invest in yourself first and think long-term. So I guess number two would be know where your money goes, right? So many of us just spend money. We swipe right with the credit cards. It's so easy to spend money. It's a lot easier than taking out bills because then you actually, you're seeing the money physically. But when we swipe a credit card, it's much easier. Um, so my number, my, my uh, tip number two is to know where your money's going. Right. And then I'll let Gabe uh, uh, mention a little bit about the percentages of how you should divide that uh, the money, but know where it's going. Don't just assume and guess and get into subscriptions and never look at it. And next thing you know, you look at your bank account and you're, you're in debt. Okay. So Gabe, why don't you go ahead and share the percentages?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'm sure many of you guys listening, you guys might've heard this, uh, this rule It's called the 50, 30, 20 rule. And basically what it means is that 50% of your income, Is you know going into your expenses, whether you pay rent, you know, food, gas, whatever it is, whatever the case is, that's 50% of your income. And 30% would go into your wants and needs. I beg to differ. This is the traditional rule. I'm gonna, you know, explain to you guys what everyone else is saying, and then I'll kind of go a little bit and give you my own opinion. So it's 50% expenses, 30% wants, um, you know, hobbies, going out, like Anthony said, going to the club, you know buying sneakers, whatever you want to do. And then 20% is savings. I personally would flip that 2030 and I would go 50% expenses. Of course, you know, your rent, your gas, you know, whatever you need, your necessities, 30% savings, you know, savings and your saving, saving account, make sure you guys have a saving account. What I do personally, I actually have a savings account and without even knowing I set it up in a way that, you know, it sends money to my account every week or every month. You know, so it's like you don't even have to it's it goes without even knowing so you can put 50 bucks a month You know and after a couple years that 50 bucks a month will start to accumulate and then you'll have you know You'll have a chunk of change. So then the 20% that's where you go, you know You want to go spend some money buy some new shoes. That's where you can do that but as as far as i'm concerned, I you know and for a lot of people We're young. We want to spend money. We want things. We're very materialistic generation and I really wanna challenge everyone to really look at their finances and look, where can I minimize my wants? You know, we honestly, um, we can survive on so little. It's crazy. You know, I the more you, you're able to save and invest in yourself and put in that savings account, the better, but if you guys really need a practical, you know, step-by-step guide, I really suggest you guys take in that 50, 30, 20 rule um, to apply to your finances. And one more thing that I actually use it to to track my finances. And this is like a website. We're not sponsored by them by any means. Um, This is something that we, that I use personally that really helps. And it's called mint.com. You guys could search it up www.mint.com. It's a financial website that, you know, you input your bank accounts, your credit cards, your expenses, your, your assets, your liabilities, whatever it is. And it basically calculates and it even gives you a budgeting option that you guys could help. And it can help you guys with this 50, 30, 20 rule um and it's a really great software to really have everything in front of you you know you really can look on one screen and you can have all your finances lined up and i feel like for me i'm a very visual person and i'm sure you know anthony you are too and a lot of people out there you know you guys might be visual learners and if you can see all your finances spread out onto one sheet it really puts everything in perspective for you so if you guys really want to go check that out it's called mint.com but yeah, man, savings is, is such a key right now, especially in your twenties, millennials, you know, we take advantage of the fact that, you know, we might have a part-time job and then we kind of just want to go spend, spend, spend because we've never handled money before. Um, but I've learned the hard way when I was younger, I would make money and I would just spend it. And at the end of the day, I would work for nothing, you know? So I feel like I really challenge everyone to set up a savings account, apply that 50, 30, 20 rule, and and you know get that started with your savings
0: yeah you know if you're comfortable with working your nine to five working part-time whatever the case is and you're comfortable doing that just to pay off your car or to pay off your you know your, your luxury car where you could just get a regular car and not really work or if you you want to work at, you know all day every day to to go to clubs every night or to go out if that's what you're working for i don't see a purpose in that I, you know i would recommend that you don't do that but If you're happy doing that, go ahead. Right. We're who we're talking to our audience right now are people who uh, want to succeed, who want, who are thinking long term. So we're talking to those people today. Um, something that I also wanted to mention is I highly recommend that you start building a credit, right? Credit is extremely important. I mean, with credit you have, without it, you can't do anything right. Buy a house, a car, everything, get a job. So, Credit is extremely important. You can get that as soon as, I don't know what age it is. I think I got mine at like 17, 18. Of course, no bank is going to, you know, give you credit. So you, I, you, what I recommend is you use a capital one to start off with and you know, whatever expenses you have put it on that credit card. Um, that way you can still, and then pay it on, pay it on time, obviously. And then your credit report, uh, will be going better and better. So that's what I started, um, a couple of years ago that I highly recommend that. That's like essential. You gotta do that at some point if you haven't already. Um, and also, yes, okay, investing. Let's get into investing, right? You know, I gave you said the 20% rule for your wants. I go a step further. I, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not a big guy on, on shopping or buying stuff. I actually do, I split the 20 into two parts. So I do 10% for my wants, which are very limited, and then the 10% for investing, right? 10% of, of the money that I have goes into investing, right? Uh, Gabe and I, we listened to a, a, a speaker, uh rich dad, poor dad, His name is, is quite a tongue, a tongue twister. So I don't want to mess it up, but he has a book called rich dad, poor dad, which I highly, highly recommend. I mean, we're just scratching the surface with what we're talking about this book or even audible or podcast, YouTube, you look him up for free. He gives some great advice on finances, highly recommend. But anyway, he says that there's a mindset of poor people and then there's a mindset of rich people. Obviously we all know that the mindset of poor people, they have the mindset of saving. They just want to save. you know they they get a little bit of money and they save it, and they save it and they save it. That doesn't do much, right? you, you know I, I save some money, let's say I put it in my bank I, I don't really I don't gain anything really by having my money in the bank. I don't gain anything by having cash stored in a in a box in my in my closet. It is just sitting there. It's just money losing its time, losing its value. so that's a, that's the mindset of a poor person, saving money. Obviously, I'm not saying waste it. be mindful of it save a little bit. Sure. You know, emergency funds, whatnot, but I highly suggest that you invest. Why invest? Yes. It's risky depending on what you invest your money in, but making your money grow, making money while you sleep, that's the mindset of a rich person, right? So do your research, of course, into what you want to invest in. Is it stocks? Is it real estate? What is it that you want to invest in? Is it a business, right? Something that makes your money grow, something that makes your money multiply. Right? Cause if you just save money, it's just sitting there. It's, it's waiting to be burnt. It's useless. Okay. Save it. Of course, if there's an emergency, but most of your money that you save should be to invest.
1: Exactly. Yeah. When I say save money, it's all big picture. You know, that's, that's what we're really going for because a lot of people, like Anthony said, you know, the poor mindset, they save, save, save. But at the end of the day, they're saving. What are you saving for? You know, once you have a, you know, a good amount of money saved, saved up, you put that into the stock market, you buy some property as an investment. You know, I think the next step into really, you know, as we start young is really recognizing what you like and what you're good at. You know, I know it's easy for people to, to dabble in stocks and and, and real estate and everything. But at the same time, for me, I really like to invest in things that I'm passionate about. I, I personally like stocks. I, I, I know it's a big risk for a lot of people, which I agree but it's also, you know, for some of us, like I really like that adrenaline that it's risky, but at the same time, I know I'm gonna get a return. For example, Anthony and I, we actually invested um, early on during this quarantine because we saw such a plummet in the stock market and we saw a huge opportunity. Um, That, you know, that's something that we feel uh, we can suggest to you guys because it's something that, you know, it's pretty obvious return. And at the same time, we're not, you know, day traders, we're not experts in stock market. Um, If you guys like that stuff forex all that, you know all that good stuff. I encourage you guys to learn it but also you don't have to um, Become such an expert in one thing just to invest a little bit, you know Robin Hood I know we both use that app uh, Anthony, which is a really really good again We're not sponsored by them at all But it's a really really good app to use if you're starting out as a as a trader um, to really just invest a little bit of money and, and see it grow you know, especially when it comes to stocks, it's, it's really, it's hard to get in at first, but once you get in, that's, that's the hardest part. Just, just entering into the atmosphere of stocks. It's uh, it's really a fun, a fun thing to do. And there's a lot to learn when it comes to the stock market. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's just one part of the, the investment category.
0: Look, I'm like, I'm like most people. I, I don't, I don't, I to be honest. I don't know. I don't know much about stocks, you know, the whole charts and the numbers, not, not into that. I've tried, I've tried, I should probably do more, a better job of that. But as of now I'm not, I know very limited about stocks. However, with that being said, like Gabe mentioned, we both invested in some companies that are in the stock market via the app Robinhood highly recommend very, very user friendly as easy as it can get. Right. And and what Gabe did is we just put two and two together, right? We don't know the numbers, but when COVID-19 started in the beginning, I mean, the markets dipped, right? We knew that much. So Gabe and I were like, should we buy a stock right now? I mean, it's very cheap. So we went ahead and with minimal research, to be honest, we didn't do much research, research which was fine. Um, for example, like big stocks like Boeing or Disney or Carnival uh, or Norwegian and, and, and cruise brands, right? That were being affected because people weren't going on cruises. The airline industry was plummeting. Um, so we took advantage of big companies that were being affected, but that we knew that we're going to bounce back, right? When this whole COVID is over, Um, Boeing and all these airlines and cruise lines the stock market is gonna go all the way up right to its regular price so it's easy when I said put two and two together it's buy cheap buy low which it was and then sell it when it's high so we're just holding on to it we put a couple hundred dollars uh, between Gabe and I and and we're just waiting for this whole uh, coronavirus situation to die down and then everything's gonna skyrocket I mean it's gonna go insane so, and you still have a chance now when when you watch this episode to buy it because we're still in we're like smack in the middle of the coronavirus. Um, stock markets are still pretty low, so you can still get away with buying some stocks and then selling it. Let's say in a, in a year or two, it's a long term thing. Uh, at least that's the way I see it, right? I'm not in, I'm not in a hurry to to sell my stock, but if I were to sell my stocks right now, I bought a couple. I, I mentioned Boeing, uh, some cruise line industries. I would make. I put like two hundred or no, like a hundred in, I would be making about 85 close to a hundred dollars if I sell it right now. And that's without doing anything clean. Cause apparently Robinhood uh, doesn't take a fee out of what you earn, which is amazing. That's why I highly recommend Robinhood. They make their money through ads. So we make clean money, you buy and you sell it whenever you want. And whatever the profit is, you take that clean straight to your bank account. I mean, talk about making free money, right? Yeah. So, on a last note with investing, my last two cents is definitely check out stocks. Um, but however, you know the facts are and, and statistics show that the safest investment is real estate. Now that's a whole different ball game, right? Real estate—you have to have a lot of money. You got to have you know down payments and and whatnot. But what Gabe and I are doing, and we've had several conversations about this, is we're saving the money that we're making now. Right? Gabe has a job. He has his 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 marketing company where he's getting uh, some some profit. I'm doing my flipping. Uh, you know, student government does provide some money uh, on a monthly basis. so i'm I'm getting different streams of income as well. Uh, and our plan is to save as much money as possible right now, saving. we're in the saving process to then invest, right? And then hopefully we want to buy a little apartment somewhere, maybe a section eight, which for those of you who don't know what that is, it's when you buy an apartment in a kind of rough neighborhood, the government funds that in a way it's very complicated, but it's very very good for investments. Uh, so Gabe and I would want to go 50, 50 on an investment property so that we can rent it out each month. And then that's the passive income right there. Yeah. So just about thinking long term, like Gabe and I are doing, we're not thinking about the short term in the club tomorrow, you know, that's fine, but we're thinking long term as far as money comes.
1: Exactly. And something I really noticed, uh, you know, leading up to this podcast, if you look at every successful person or entrepreneur or whoever, you know, I'm sure you can search up on Google 50th wealthiest person in America, people in America, in somewhere in their portfolio, they either have stocks, real estate, or business, if not all three, because whether they are an owner or CEO of a business, or they own a lot of stock in the stock market, and that's where they made their money, or real estate. And at the end of the day, whether you're an entrepreneur with your own business, or you're a nine to five worker with a with a, a job, that's completely okay. This all applies to you. You, know, you can use this in any sense of the term, like Yes, again, you save money to invest. It doesn't matter if you're making, you know, a $50,000, uh, you know, a month, uh, a year salary, you can still save some of that and then invest and then grow your wealth and grow your income and have different uh, streams of income. That's mm-hmm. ultimately, ultimately the goal. You know, having multiple streams of income, that's where really where you build wealth. And what Anthony said earlier, making money while you sleep is ultimately the goal as well. You know, and financial literacy, I feel like is the most important thing. Again, like we said in the beginning, that schools are really um, undermining and they don't really pay enough attention to, because at the end of the day, when we graduate high school or college, we're, you know, throwing the fire in the real world. We don't really know what we're doing, you know? So again, we're speaking straight from experience, straight from what our parents teach us. We're, you know, Anthony and I are very fortunate to have, uh, you know, very knowledgeable parents as far as finances and in real estate and investing and, and you know, so forth. So we are very fortunate to be able to have that information and even share it with you.
0: Definitely. I, I just want to emphasize how important it is. And we probably should have said this in the beginning, but it's fine. Having multiple streams of income like that is that and making money while you sleep. I think if you're going to take away anything from this, um, it's, is do those two things, right? Why have multiple streams of income? Like Gabriel was saying, If let's say for example, you have one job, nine to five, and you solely rely on that nine to five, and there's no way that you're making any money, you're not doing any side hustles, whatever, you get fired. What happens next, right? Takes a couple of weeks, maybe months to find the next job. In in that time period, you're not making any money. How are you gonna pay your bills, your rent, your mortgage? How are you gonna do that, right? That's if you have one stream of income, that's the poor mindset. Poor people, not poor people, but the poor mindset, so to speak is, you have one stream of income and you hold on to it as, as long as you can. Well, that's out of your control, right? Part of it is, you know, doing a good job at work, showing up on time, et cetera, et cetera, but you can be fired at any time. It's not guaranteed. So if you have, let's say three sources of income, you have your nine to five, you have your side hustle flipping and you're investing in properties that, that give you uh, money every month. Okay. You get fired from your nine to five. Well, guess what? I'm still making money flipping and I'm still getting money monthly uh, from the, my properties that I've invested in. That's not like you're gonna rely on it. That's just a, a cushion, a support while you find another job. That way, in the in a couple of weeks or months that you're unemployed, you have these uh, streams of income that'll kind of keep you afloat. You're not gonna go starving. Stream having multiple streams of income is crucial, 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 crucial. I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's huge, man. Definitely. And um, like I said, the, the school system has failed us. We've all, know it, we've all know this. We've said it a bunch of times already. That's no excuse uh, to not learn, right? Go- Google is your mom. Google is free. You can YouTube whatever you want. Read books. Become knowledgeable on this topic. Gabe and I, we're just bringing this to light because so many people have asked us to talk about this topic. So we went a- ahead and did that. And we're just scratching the surface. We can stay here for another two hours explaining taxes and unemployment and Medicare and what all that means, but we don't want to bore you to death. Of course, if you have questions on that, you can always reach out to us, but we're just scratching the surface on this. So we're, we implore you to do your own research, YouTube. It's free. The information's out there, but it's incredible that, you know, people who graduate college with $200,000 in debt don't know how to write a check. Don't know what taxes are. It's true. It's true. It's not crazy. I mean, it, it, it happens and that's insane. That's yeah. insane. So the earlier you prepare, like anything in life, the earlier you are, earlier you are to the game, the better equipped you will be to face reality. Okay. So that's my last two cents on that game.
1: Yeah, man. And I want to touch on something that you said, and it's really unfortunate, um, you know, cause we're actually living in this time. You know, a lot of people unfortunately lost their jobs. A lot of people are unemployed during this whole quarantine coronavirus craziness. Um, and people were actually living what we're talking about, and it's it, you know it's really sad. But on the flip side, there might be people that they might have suffered the consequences of getting fired from their job, but they have two or three rental properties that pay them every month, or like Anthony said, they have a flipping side hustle, or they have a side you know a side business of theirs that they're always you know generating revenue. That's like we're literally living that situation right now, and I feel like right now is the perfect time to really learn that and learn what could be, because. Let's face it guys, history repeats itself. The 09, you know, 0809 financial crisis happened, you know, 10 years later the coronavirus pandemic happened. It's gonna it's bound to happen again. So, you know, I guess um, my advice to you guys is really educate yourself like Anthony said, read books, watch YouTube videos, um, you know, speak to people who know because a lot of people like us, we're still young, we still have so much more to learn. But if, you know, we like I said, we have really fortunate um, to have parents and, and mentors and people in our life that we really could go to and talk to, and if you can find some people that you know have uh, have made it so far and they they know their finances really well, go to them and ask for advice um, because again they're willing to to teach you. And I feel like at uh, you know financial literacy is the one thing that can really you know explode your business or your because a lot of people have businesses and they don't know how to manage it financially and it might be a good business but again because of the financial uh really drain of it, it it doesn't go anywhere finances is really the foundation of any of any business investment anything in life like anthony said in the beginning your money is a tool so use it wisely you know your money that you have in your pocket isn't yours it might it might feel like it because it's in your pocket but guess what tomorrow someone it to, comes to cut your grass and you're gonna pay him 20 bucks now hit that money is his and then the next day he's going to buy his kids dinner that he paid the restaurant, $20, you know, money is just this big cycle and it's, it's never going to stay in one place. So use your tools wisely. Um, and I do want to touch on something else that you mentioned earlier is about credit cards. Um, I really applaud the millennials um, for this because I feel like millennials have really learned a lot from credit cards on the contrary. They also have, you know, maxed out some of their credit cards from, from people that I've talked to Um, and credit cards is something that's like, it's like a love hate relationship and it's crazy, but a lot of credit cards and correct me if I'm wrong, Anthony, a lot of credit cards today, they have so many benefits that you can really, you know, use to your advantage. Some credit cards, you can literally travel for free just by spending money. You know, I, I was, you know, for as long as I can remember, I was using debit, you know, cash, for all my expenses. And then I quickly realized that I could be getting so many more reward points, miles, whatever the case is, if I just use a credit card. And I feel like the more you learn about credit cards and credit and grow your credit, like Anthony said, um, that's also going to help you long-term as far as mortgages, loans, you know, your car, your houses, whatever it is. Um, And also if you like to travel for free, hey, there's a lot of credit cards out there that offer miles for you know for payments and reward points and stuff and hotel benefits and there's so much out there that you can really benefit from you just have to be wise about what you what you use your money with and really do the research ahead of time
0: yeah and absolutely and, and look at this man Gabe you know for my birthday I went to a uh, to a really fancy restaurant it was the the, the salt big guy the guy that does the little right the little thing with the salt yeah that guy uh, in Brickle. Very nice restaurant, probably most expensive restaurants I've ever been to. Right, just to give you an example, they have a steak on the menu that they cover with real gold, like, and it's 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 gold. Like they, you know, they cook it. I don't know how they do it, but it's pretty cool. Anyway, that piece of steak costs one thousand dollars, one thousand, one grand for a piece of steak. Okay, I saw that on the menu and I said, yeah, there's no way people order this. You know, maybe somebody orders it after they they have a huge business deal that they just closed. You know, they made $50,000. Yeah, what's $1,000 to celebrate? No big deal. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm sitting there. You know, we, we order our food. We eat. It's great. While we're eating and while we're talking and, and you know, with my parents and whatnot, the whole evening that we were there, I, ki- I kid you not, Gabe, I probably saw, without exaggerating, probably more, about 10 of those gold steaks walking by. People ordering it like crazy. I mean, everybody was ordering it. It wasn't like a, a, a special occasion kind of thing it was everybody in the restaurant or most people i would say were ordering this $1000 gold steak and what's my point to this is have the mindset that money is is abundant there's so much money to go around each person there the ability to order a $1000 steak you know how much money they have to have in their account and then we're just talking about maybe 15 families that were in the restaurant 20 that's only 20 people i mean Yes, of course, there's people that can't nearly afford that, right? But money is plentiful. There's so much money to go around. And I just don't like the fact that people hold on to money or when they don't like talking about money, like it's something sacred. Like, you know, it's my money. I don't want to spend it. I don't want to give it to you. I don't want to, you know, buy lunch for a coworker or a friend or a boss because it's my money, right? A lot of people, I feel like in our society have that mindset of, you know, my money is my money and I'm not letting it go no matter what. Yeah. But we have to understand the, the, the mindset that, of course, don't spend your money stupidly, but, but it's, it's plentiful. Like, there's so much to go around. Like, I shouldn't be jealous that, that you or anybody else is making so much money. I applaud that. I'm not jealous because I know that I'm going to get the same amount of money or more or whatever. You know, it's just that mindset of relax, relax. We, you'll, you'll get yours. Work hard enough. Do what you got to do. Put your head down, you know, and you'll get it. That's the process. What's the process? And with that being said, Mindset out. Mindset out.
1: What's up, guys? And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Mindset Podcast. We really hope you're able to take away some key points on how to shift your mindset to a rich mindset. Remember, this episode is not only for business people or entrepreneurs, but really for anyone who is willing to take their financial freedom to the next level. With that being said, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to share it with your friends and family. Thanks.